Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours, where we have interesting conversations over a great bottle of wine. Drinking is optional. So sometimes my guest doesn't drink and they just watch me drink. That's fine too. I'm Sarah Halstead, your host. Support the show by subscribing, following, liking, and reviewing our episodes. Check out my website, Sarah J. Halstead, for my latest stand updates and social media links. Welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. We're going to do another vintage episode. Back in November of 2017, I had the pleasure of interviewing one of my favorite actors, John Piricello. Since our chat, John has had tremendous success in both film and TV. You've seen him in HBO's Barry as Detective John Loach, the film Godzilla vs. Kong as Horace, and most recently as Stegman in Hulu's The Valet. Here's my conversation with John Piricello. So, hey, John. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Hi. So, you're the first guest on the show that I don't, that I did, that I did not know previously. Oh, I'm flattered. Thanks and, for uh, having me. So, you're a friend of, of um, our producer, Jason. Mm-hmm. And so, thank you very much for being here. Uh, I, thank you. are very welcome. And, I, it's and uh, you're my cre- privilege. Oh, my God. I just couldn't believe I'm, I'm honored that you're here. I, you, you're, you know, our listeners, they, they may recognize you. They may know you from, um, from your character, Deputy Sheriff Chad Broxford on yeah, Twin Peaks. That's right. On Showtime. Yes. Directed by, Directed by the very, very famous David Lynch. Yeah. And I can't, I mean, I He's I just so kind of want to dive in and start with that. Okay. And then go back. Yeah, sure. Because I'm like a kid in a candy store. Like, I like to just eat the chocolate before the, the appetizer. Okay. And for me, this is like, I'm just so excited to talk to you about this. Oh, yeah. I love talking about, <laughs> about it. So, yeah, sure. So, what, I mean, David Lynch, holy shitballs. Yeah, like, right? that's, yeah. I mean, when you got that call... How, how did you, how did you feel about that? Was that, you know, so, so what was the process of auditioning and, and how did it come about? It was so odd. It was like, uh, like no, you know, as you can expect with David Lynch, it was like nothing else ever. And, um, it, uh, I guess I'll just tell you what happened. I said, I get a call from my agent and they're like, Hey, we, you know, and my agent at the time, you know, didn't, uh, they didn't call me a lot, so they were sort of surprised. <laughs> I think they were almost like, we tried to get him to take someone else, but they really want to see you. <laughs> they didn't say that. I was just imagining that. Right, but, right. Uh, but basically, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Yeah. And it's like, it's like they said uh, they want to see you for Twin Peaks. I said, that's amazing because I was a huge fan of the show back yeah. in the 90s. Sure. I loved it. Iconic. And, uh, iconic and just... Culty. And for someone like me that was very, I've always kind of, I loved punk rock. I love, I'm an anti-establishment. I'm definitely uh, that sort of a a person who kind of um, hates the status quo and bullshit and whatever, the, you know, smash the state, fight the man kind of thing. And, And I think that's what they did for television. I mean, he came along and like everything changed. He kind of, uh, you know, television all of a sudden kind of looked like the movies or something. Mm. And that was really, really different. Like I was, you know, watching whatever, probably Starsky and Hutch or something at that point, right? And you yeah. know, which, uh, and and perfectly happy to be doing so. Right. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they these guys just came in and changed everything. So changed. when I got called yeah. in, it was I said, okay, well, great. What's the script? And they're like, there's no script. You just go talk to them. And I said, wow, wow. So just head over there and go over to the studio and just talk to them and. And David wasn't there. It was uh, Joanna Ray and Krista Hussar with the casting directors, and they just had a camera. Okay. And they p- sat on either side of it and said, pretend this is David Lynch, and uh, talk about anything you want other than show business or acting. And so I just, you know, as I do when, um, you know, when I'm confronted with uh, a situation where I don't quite know what's going on, mm-hmm. I try to, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm Improv, improv uh, train. That's your background. That's my yeah. background. Yeah. So I sort of tend to kind of just uh, when when in doubt, like listen, right? Mm-hmm. And so stop talking, take a breath, see what's here. This isn't daunting. What's going on? Just take a breath and see what's here. And what came to me was, oh, tell them about a dream. You know, tell them a dream you had. And so that's so David Lynch of uh, you. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. You know, of course. And so Brilliant. it's David Lynch. Tell him a dream. So I told Brilliant. it. I told a dream and. Uh, uh, and then, um, 
after that, I told him a reoccurring childhood nightmare that I had when I was a little kid. And, um, and then they said, great. And thanks very much. And I walked out into the, into the cat, into the room, the waiting room, and there was no one out there. I was the only person there. It was very strange. This and is so David Lynch. It's so weird, exactly. And, <laughs> and so, so uh, Krista comes out, and I go, I go, what, what's going on? Like, why am I here? You know? And she said, uh, oh, well, don't you remember? Like two years ago, I was an assistant casting director on a independent feature, and you had one line as a bus driver, and you wow. you said, "Welcome to Los Angeles," and you did this little thing with your hand. Remember? You did that little thing with your hand, and I and said, she remembered. And I said, no, I don't remember. I'm so glad you did. But yeah, and, and, and so from there, like, so, so she goes from being an assistant casting director on this little film that never got made. Two years later, oh, hey, you know, we need this guy, John Piercello. We should call him in. So, so, so you, I, could, I, I could kind of surmise when you, yeah, uh, you know, when they called you directly and there wasn't a script, I, I, you know, my first thought was, well, they must have like, like directly summonsed him. They must have had him in mind for the role. You know, that's usually the case in that kind of scenario, you know, where there isn't a script and they just call you directly and they, and, nope. and, and here, like that thing you did with your hand. <laughs> She remembered, she remembered you. Remembered it's me so for inspiring. this weird, it's like one line. That is so inspiring. It, it kind of like, and you know, it's funny. I used to watch, uh, I'd see, I'd see actors on uh, shows, you know, and they would talk about, you know, I'm just so lucky. And I remember thinking, you know, when I'm sort of just barely in or first of all, on the outside looking in and then I'm just kind of barely in, I'm going, yeah, they're just being humble. You know, what do you mean you're lucky? You work really, really hard and you right. and you and you kind of like put up with a lot of rejection and you stayed here and you kind of withstood it. Right. And it's that's not lucky. And then now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really fucking lucky. <laughs> oh, can I say fuck? I can't remember. No, I no, sure. right, we sorry. love the word fuck right, on the show. Um, <laughs> I forgot to ask not, you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. It's, can I talk uh, about genocide? You can, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about anything here at Drinking During Business Hours. I just oh, want to know, is there a glass. list? Oh, empty oh, no glass. One, no one Horrific. goes thirsty here at Drinking During Business oh, Hours. Goodness. I love this story so much. Oh, and, thank you. And I too, you know, I hear, I get a little frustrated and I, I don't really want to hear when, you know, when, when someone um, says that they're lucky, when I ask, you know, what led them to their success and they say they're lucky and I kind of had the same feelings like, oh, okay, but you're yeah. brilliant, you know? Yeah, but, it's like faux humility or something. But I really think that something happens when you reach that point because I did, you know, because I don't know you, I did do a lot of research. I'm actually really prepared. I'm all, oh, well, I'm very proud of well, myself for this so interview. Much. I, I did uh, do that's my flattering. due I diligence it. and I did look, and you, you have, have a whole legal pad there with I like do, writing all over it. Because you, mister, yeah. are really, you have a lot of credits and you have a, a long history of, of really, um, working hard. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, so, so I do think that, yes, it I'm was no, luck. I'm an overnight the, success after 13 but, years you know, in Los that's Angeles. How, yeah. And I love that. <laughs> I love, but you know, you really kind of, you know, you started, so you're, um, you, you were born in Texas mm -hmm. and, and, but you were raised in two of my favorite places on earth, Virginia and Vermont. Oh, wow. Why? Why do you know those places? Um, well, my brother lived in Virginia, and then I just um, I, I lived in New York City for a while. And my little oasis was to drive to Vermont, and I used to ski in Killington. And oh yeah, so I learned I how to ski, Killington. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's a nostalgic and the whole Norman Rockwell thing, sure. and you know, in Rochester and that whole. I just oh, love, wow. love, love Vermont, um, and I love Virginia. So, so tell me a little bit about your childhood. Well, Tell us. Uh, let's see, uh, my childhood, well, my childhood, it's probably defined uh, by the death of my father, mm -hmm. uh, who, uh, who was a pilot, a fighter pilot in Vietnam. Yes. And, uh, and you know, both of his, uh, uh, both of my grandfathers, all fighter pilots. Uh, so we're, we're, uh, fighters. I, I, we're fighters. I'm the, fighters. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the black shit. That's funny. That's, that's kind of you to say that I, I. I like to th I'd like to think that I somehow that they would be proud of me even though I didn't take that route that somehow that's kind of you to say fighter because because uh, I like to think of myself as a as a fighter for Obviously sure. Obviously you, know? you are. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean that's uh, you know Mamet said that in um, in uh, Red Belt you know in the movie about uh, uh, jujitsu 
is uh, he said, <laughs> Jason's taking Jason's pictures taking of us. Photos. Uh, the, uh, uh, and no, I'm not going to pose. <laughs> and I'm like putting my hair back. I'm like, okay, yeah, exactly. let me show this side now, of my face I know, this right time. where he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me like make my arms so they look less fat That's in this right. angle. Let's and not pretend. Extra. There we go. Boom. So natural. So natural. So, so organic. Natural. But uh, back to my dead father. Oh, oh um, goodness. The, uh, <laughs> With all due respect. So you're a fighter. No, but so, 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 so they, yeah. they, uh, you know, my grandfather, his dad was a bomber, uh, B-17s in World War II. And my grandfather, my, my, my mom's dad was a, was a test pilot. In fact, he flew with Chuck Yeager and he was the first guy, one of the first guys to fly the P-51 Mustang. And he was a, so he was a fighter pilot and a test pilot. He was a badass. Wow. They're both badasses. Yeah. And, uh, and then my he... dad, uh, flew uh, search and rescue in, in Vietnam. He would, uh, he'd uh, be in the A1Es, the A1 Sandy, whoa. Sandy fighters. And they had the Jolly Green Giant, you know, the, the helicopter that would go with them and they would go pick up pilots that got shot down and that's what he was doing when, you know, uh, I did not read yeah. that aspect of what he yeah, did. And that yeah. just kind of adds to the enormity yeah. as if you couldn't, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that you could even add to that, but search and rescue. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's intense. It's, you know, I just, especially got, in, at the Vietnam war. Yeah. It was, and it was toward the end. Yeah. It was Tet offensive, uh, 68. And so, uh, uh, they, they, um, yeah, the, I just recently came into contact with the guy that he saved like this year. Oh, like just my. a couple months ago, actually. What? Yeah. How did that come about? Well, it's did like it's a long, long story. But well, no, uh, I came into contact with uh, with a pilot who was briefly in their squadron, and he tracked me down. And then he said, "Hey, I know the guy." I said to him, "I said, you know, I've never talked to that guy." He said, "Well, I know him. I mean, if you want to talk to him," and he goes, "He doesn't really like to talk about it. The whole thing is very devastating to him." And of course, so I was very respectful, yeah. and I just kind of reached out to him. And, uh, and he, you know, he, his, his letter essentially, his email essentially said, um, you know, uh, that he saved my worthless ass. Your dad is a true hero and, uh, and oh. he saved my, so he obviously is very sort of broken up about it. And, uh, and I just told him, I said, look, man, for all these years, I never knew who he was, but like the whole Vietnam war was very, it's hard to find meaning, you know, in it as a kid. And yeah. it's sort of like, and then when you see, as you start to grow up and you get older and you see that you see the United States kind of getting into the same kind of bullshit and right. same sort of stuff, like, you go, come on, what was it Why? for? Did we learn anything? And, and so all that, all from the time I was a child, this guy being alive and my father saving him was like the only meaning really that oh, I could find goodness. in the whole thing. And I told him that, you know, that, I mean, that's a, that's a truth, you know, that, that the whole thing seems meaningless, but that guy lived. So, okay, there's some meaning. And, uh, there's a huge meaning. Yeah. So this was like a meeting that you had. Was, he... We just emailed. Oh, okay. I, I, All right. I, I think, I think the pilot was right that, that, and I don't want to push this guy. I don't mm -hmm. want to make him upset. I want to be respectful. Right. So yeah. I, I've, he said his piece to me. I've said his piece to him. I've said the door is open. I'd love to chat or whatever, have coffee, whenever, if you feel like that. And, and, and I haven't heard back from him. But, you know, maybe. Who knows? You know, um, you know I feel like what's already happened is kind of like that's anything else would be gravy, you know, beyond that. How old were you when your dad passed? Just a bit. I have no recollection. I mean, you have no recollection. None. And Zero. then your mom, a speech pathologist. Yep. Okay. Audiologist. Yep. She. Okay. She. Um. I don't think really she impressive. was. Really impressive. Uh, she is impressive. Yeah. I, I, she didn't even. She, a I lot think, of women back then were homemakers, and that's impressive. And but, she. And know, she was. She and did in everything. Fact, had dropped out of college. She was at Purdue. Had finished like Ooh. two years, and then when my dad died, she finished her bachelor's and got a master's hmm. and you know like wow. all on her own i know i For, know you know then i know i mean that was really kind of a time a big when, deal yeah. yeah it's impressive she's a fighter she's a fighter, My mom's a fighter you're yeah. just from a, this family yeah. of renowned fighters <laughs> and, she's uh, a fighter we fought a lot my mother and i so i can you? tell you she's a okay. fighter <laughs> and and do you have siblings i have a younger sister and is she in the arts no, she's a math teacher. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, and her oh, husband's yes. a math teacher. That's impressive. Yeah, I, so one hundred percent left side of the brain. It's it's and, absolutely. You know where uh, you're. You've got to be right, and maybe a little left too. Or I, what, what do you think? Well, I'm right-handed, so I guess theoretically I'm left brain, but I. I feel like a right brain person. Yeah. Like I ride a skateboard and a surfboard, like goofy foot. 
So I feel like I feel like I probably am right brain well, to well, some they, degree. I guess you know my reference is because they say creativity is on the right, right, and mathematical is on the left. But who knows? But yeah, I love I numbers. I I'm even, almost I have like really? almost OCD about numbers. Yeah, See, I'm so very you're very, very gifted. You, yeah. you have both. You you can you can tap into both sides. Not a lot of people can. Oh wow! So we should, that's we should hang out more, Sarah. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> oh, you make me sound man. interesting. No, very interesting. So then from there, so you. Um, you you moved to San Francisco, and how yeah. did this? How did you know to 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 want to pursue the arts? What was that epiphany? Well, it's almost like it's almost like I moved to San Francisco to stop avoiding uh, working in the arts. I mean, I've been an actor since I was a little kid. I was oh. always in the school play. Okay, when my school had a shitty uh, program or no program at all, my mom would find like a community theater nearby. And I'd be in there with all these like weirdo like community theater people, and I'd be like the kid. And I remember I did a college like there was a college show one time. I think my first time on stage was a college production of Little Abner. Aww. I mean, I remember the first play I ever saw that like said I want to do that was The Tempest, and it was like a college production wow. of The Tempest, and it was or, or some kind. Of, I mean, it was college, but it was kind of low budget. But even so. The, just what they created with smoke and lights and stuff and whatever, they just kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, I want to do that. And then you got the bug. And then I got the bug. And then and then I did this little Abner, and it's so funny. It's almost like a like a scene in a movie or something. But like I remember heading out on stage the first time. We were supposed to be these little rat, uh, urchins, you know, that were part of the, uh, you know, whatever. What was the name of the little Abner's place? Uh, Jason, what was it? What, what, what was their town? Something. Something like that. They had a name for the town. Uh, Google it. <laughs> anyway, we'll Google it. But uh, so I was one of those kids. Mm -hmm. And I remember them saying, hey, you're just supposed to be kind of like, you know, a ruffian or whatever, rough around the edges. And you're supposed to so come up with something that kind of says that, you know, they gave us that freedom. We didn't have any lines. That's fun. And so I went out and kind of made up this boxing thing where I come out and I'm like boxing and swinging and stuff like that. And this audience, they were just like, they just roared with laughter. And I was like, whoa. Oh, the power. <laughs> the power. <laughs> and they just were laughing. I'm looking at it. Then I'm like, and I kept punching. And I went, and, and it's like, I don't know, trying heroin or something, uh, I yeah, guess. Because yeah, I've I guess. never I looked mean, back. And that's yeah. all I wanted to do from oh, that moment. Oh, man, yeah. what a great story. Yeah, Dog pats. Thank okay. you. That's exactly right. Jason got a dog patch. Yeah. It. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. So I was from Dog Patch. Dog Patch. And, uh, you know, so really it was kind of a, it was really the big leap was not do I want to be an actor. The big leap was can a knucklehead from a dirt road in Vermont be, you know, make a living at this? <laughs> I mean, road. that's, you know, I mean, literally You're we lived a on a dirt road. road. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I did too. Indeed. That's neat. Yeah. Some Where were you? Dirt, I was in Columbiaville, Michigan on a dirt road. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Columbiaville. How far? Yeah, What's that your... was a uh, like it was uh, close to Flint. Okay, and then yeah, I'm, I'm a Flint native. You're a Flint yeah, native. Man. Wow, yeah. I was just thinking about Flint oh. like this morning. Thank you so much. I was no, because I was thinking what a what a bunch <laughs> of fighters, what a bunch of fighters you people must yeah. be. I mean, because yeah. look at all the look at all the hardship that that town is again and again and again with again the, and again. With it the, just with never the, with the auto industry and then with it, the water. We and just the, can't seem to catch yeah, a break. I know. I, and then I continue. Then I decide to be an actor after that, and I still can't seem to catch a break. <laughs> but, but, you, but you know, just. <laughs> Don't leave, right? Like, no, like we just stay in it. We you know? just stay we in just, it. We just, we, because we. What else am I going to do? You know, that's right. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing. So. Than here with you right now. That's, well, thank you. That's it. Yeah. No, this is, uh, yeah. I mean, to I, me, I that's my it. Life. It's like, it's like, okay. Gotta, this is, so when shitty the, stuff happens, I go, yeah. well, this is part of the thing because this is part of my deal. This shitty thing that's happened or this, this rejection or whatever it is, is part of it because this is my thing. I'm I feel so used a, to it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, instead I'm of resenting, just, it's like, well, this, yeah, it hurts, but this is, this, this is, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? Go do something else and a whole new set of disappointments and whatever. And plus, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, at least in this one, I know what I'm, you know, kind of, people seem to think I know what I'm doing. So... They well, you obviously me. know. You obviously you know, know what you're doing. I mean, that's I the mean, great. I wanna, that's, oh, I'll tell you, that's man, the great. I, oh, I like thanks. You, yeah, yeah. I'm going to drink your entire I, I, bottle I love of wine. that. You are my <laughs> ideal guest. You know that? <laughs> and eventually ideal, I'm going to be on the floor crying ideal, and you're going to be like, okay, so tell me more about your father. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to be here with the, 
I, I love it. This it's <sighs> that's why we have wine on the table, and it's optional. And uh, so good. But I I always I always like when when guests enjoy the wine. So you, um, but you did move to San Francisco. So now you have the acting bug. So I'm up now, in I'm up in Portland, basically putting off my life, and I'm I'm uh, a nanny for my aunt and her three lovely kids. Oh. And uh, and Sam, who was the baby, was four years old at the time. He now has two kids of his own, like a five year old and a two year old. I just talked to him uh, this morning. And, That's um, going to be kind of crazy for so you. It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. <laughs> He's and like your kid then, right? Kind, I mean... It, it, you know what's funny? Actually, that's a funny thing about that is that I was there on the on the couch, basically, because they'd all go off to school and maybe Sam's taking a nap. And so I'm just like literally on the couch watching TV and, uh, and this little local morning program comes on. And uh, there's this woman from San Francisco doing voiceover and mm. teaching the audience how to do voiceover. And she's like got a, a copy stand up and she's having these like random guests directing them into performances. And I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm going, well, shit, I could do that. That's a job. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know for a fact I could do that. You just were confident. You knew it would be easy for you. It just didn't and even it, seem yeah. confident. It just seemed like so like, like, like are you kidding? Thing. People get paid to do what she just did. I could absolutely do that. Love it. And so uh, I decided, well, I'm going to leave. And I remember calling my mom and saying, um, to your point a minute ago, I said, uh, well, geez, what am I going to do? I, I, I can't leave Sam. You know, like, what's he going to do? And she said, well... I mean, do you want him to look over at you and see you not following your dreams? I mean, was that would that be good for him? You know, I mean, they'll get somebody else to watch him, but but you know, do you oh. want him to see you like kind of just kind of putting your life off? And I was like, "Mom, you're oh. right." <laughs> so I threw everything into the car. That's kind of I phenomenal. I drove to San Francisco. I found this woman. That... I took classes with her. Some agent showed up at the class. She signed me. I did just voiceover for a while. One day she's like, you know, what, what you ever thought about doing on camera? I don't know. Sure, I'll do that. We'll get some headshots. Here's a guy. Get your pictures taken and go do on camera now. And that's kind of how my career started. And then from there, it just kind of, yes, it just it just kind of escalates from there. From, you know, I think I think the the, the moment when you know you're you're really going to do it is when you get headshots. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh my God. I look at, I look at those headshots now. This. They are so embarrassing, man. That headshot, I came across I one. Yeah. They're, yeah. Even today, like my head, I mean, I'm headshots are just kind of embarrassing, you know? So embarrassing. In yeah. In general. This guy was like a really flamboyant, like gay guy. And my, photo looks very flamboyant and gay. He was, I think he would mold, he would get these like oh. young guys in there and just be like, he would put them in a position. I think I, I'm not kidding. I think I was next to like a pedestal with my hands, you know, like oh, on top of the pedestal. Like a family of, portrait. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you're yeah, just missing a yeah, cat, just missing a cat a, <laughs> next to you or something kind of, you know, just to add, exactly. to make it a little extra edgy, extra, yeah, <laughs> like edgy. freaky more like. He's a lovely guy. But, he, he like, he was so cool. He lived south of market and he had like his little apartment uh, or his condo and he would park his motorcycle in the condo. I thought, God, this guy's so much cooler. Than that me. is yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really when you've made a photographer. it. Photographer, <laughs> yeah, you park your motorcycle. When your motorcycle gets, is a piece he, of the, uh, you he know. He got laid every night. Yeah, sure he <laughs> did. He was in San Francisco, I guarantee it. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had no so, problems. Uh, so I, so you had, so you, you, you wanted to do voiceovers or you knew you could do voiceovers. I did like almost and, immediately. And, and that, could and that, you ever, I mean, and, you and have thousands. And that was the thousands. 90s and money was falling from the sky. Man, These like, like dot com. I saw your credits showed up and voiceover. And I mean, like threw, you know what? I was a, I was a Chevron talking car. I saw that. Nick Park. Chevron talking like car. Who can say that about I, not themselves? Not very many of us. And then back when it was still claymation i mean it's all computer now so now i sound old now it's back mine's legit claymation nick park no one knows what i'm talking about <laughs> <That's it. laughs> jason does that thank you so all right good, good. okay yeah. can yeah. you do another voice <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know i was doing a voice that was just me like old Ooh, that was yeah. no that was oh. i thought it was a character oh, i thought thanks. you were doing well, the, i thought now, you were yeah. chevron the the talking car oh no that that guy was like and and that's uh that was really cool because that audition was like you went into the audition and we didn't quite know it was very weird and secretive and they would just have us talk and we're just sort of talking. Why are we talking? Because huh. usually you go in, there's a script and whatever. Yeah. And it's so funny. I'm realizing the connection between the Lynch thing and that now right now. But mm. uh, just went in, talked, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, they want to have you come back and talk again. Come back tomorrow and talk again. So I come back and talk again. And I'm just sort of, ta- I started to, oh, and to Jeff Bolt, who, uh, it's funny, I just came from his uh, kid who just had a baby uh, and lives right near me in Highland Park. Um, so Jeff was walking out of the audition and I go, what's the deal? What's going on in there? And he goes, I don't know. It's weird, but they seemed really interested in cars. <laughs> And so, of course, when I walked in there, like, I sort of, I'm talking to them, and then my mind is thinking, well, Jeff said they're interested in cars, so I started talking about having, uh, you know, delivered pizzas for Domino's in a, in a pickup truck, and, you know, and they were, oh, you know, and they sort of lit up, and I went, oh, shit, they are interested in cars, so, because I don't know what they're doing. But you're really great at improv, because you are kind of, like, thinking on uh, on the fly. You're kind of being brilliant on the fly. Oh, thanks, yeah. You know, like the, like, like the David Lynch audition, you just, yeah, well, didn't do a dream, because that's really sense, that's made a lot of sense, and this makes a lot of sense well, to... Well, it's such a leap of faith, though, I mean, because you just talk about a dream, like, if my, you know whatever ego self is like that you're so boring this is like the stupidest thing in the world that you're talking about like if i hear listen to that voice but you just sort of take this leap and you just go well i got nothing else like when you you got nothing else you'll just do it you'll go with it i got this i'll go with this and and would you say that it's taking a chance and it's really kind of worth taking a chance because why just do what everybody else is doing. I mean, you have to stand out, right? So do something interesting yeah, and different. Yeah, I sort of figure that's all I got. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what other... I don't know how Brad Pitt does it. I don't know how those guys do it. And I wish him, you know... Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, who's Mission Impossible? Uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, I like, don't know. You know, great. He was great in uh, Risky Business. Like, these guys, I don't yeah. know how they do it. I don't know how anybody does what they do. So I, I, all I know is sort of like my life or my professional life seems to be this process of trying to be as authentic as I can possibly be and sort of shed myself of all kind of preconceptions and all these things. And so the, the, the deeper I go into this, it's more and more. And that's Lynch. That's all. He was all about it. Like, and the funny mm-hmm. thing about that was that. I mean, I played this asshole in the show. I don't want to give too much away for people who haven't seen it or whatever. Right, but, right. But I mean, he's a real asshole, the character. Mm-hmm. You don't seem like an asshole. That's Maybe so you are, but you, you don't. <laughs> well, I, mu- I must be, you know, it's funny. I must be some kind of an asshole because Lynch watched this video of me, you know, talking about a dream I had and essentially must have said something like, well, yeah, that's the asshole I'm looking for. Yeah, he'll be Broxford, you know. So something and i do you know it's funny i do kind of feel like there is an asshole part of me that i've always kind of just felt was uh it's kind of a a survival mechanism or something right like Mm. my ability to like not give a fuck about what you think about me yeah and like not care and even push that here i'll show you i'll prove to you how much i don't care about what you think of me i'll be an asshole and then you know and see and i'll still be fine i'm not saying that that's a that that's a bad thing in my sort of ability to be sort of whatever sardonic or whatever it is i think i just never kind of separated that asshole part of it i just kind of that was my sort of whole you know from like i said the punk rock or whatever like fuck the man i mean i think i was a very angry kid you know i felt ripped off and you know like you know broke my broken home and yada yada and i had you know i had like really brutal like uncles and you know who were who were just always at each other it was always like a it was like a, they were fighters boy like you like mm. like you were you know it always reminds me of um the uh what's that movie um uh galaxy quest with uh when when they're like watching the the uh the 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 little aliens kind of like and there's a weak one that's kind of like you know he's sort of limping or whatever and they all just like turn interesting one yeah yeah the only one with sensitivity that's that's how it kind of was i mean it was sort of like if you like one of the big things in our family was uh do you know where you're going like we all had the maps and everything and like if you you know like Uncle Steve knew absolutely everywhere. Geographically, to go. you're talking geographically, about ge- like how to, without, which way to go. This is in Northern Virginia. Okay, and then Uncle which is difficult because it's it's not a grid. No, not that at is all. a very difficult city it to get. Absolutely, the DC mm-hmm. and all the. Oh, I always get lost in DC. And then Bobby came along, and he's just a couple years older than me. And then he all of a sudden was the hot shot. And then Uncle David, God bless him, U.S. Marine, but still always kind of the oh, the low man on the to- totem pole. Like those guys were all 
better at getting around. I'm just saying it was like a king of the hill kind of yeah mentality in our family, right? And mm. so and so I kind of always you develop these skills to kind of compete right in that in that environment to defend yeah and so and to become a fighter that's to become a fighter exactly get there first and oh well oh so you're you're making fun of me yet you got a stain on your shirt you know you know fuck you and so it was sort of like uh so i think i think um i think i had kind of become that to the degree where lynch kind of like saw that and there was almost like an exorcism like doing that show kind of almost exercised that sort of demon out of me or something that asshole where i mean not to say that i i'm not an asshole anymore but i mean i think i i've at least identified that aspect and i can you know either kind of tap into that or not but i'm not leading with it i'm not like it doesn't define me you know i don't want it to define me maybe it's that i don't you want found it the roundness me. i guess you know the um uh, I think that happens with age, though, right? It happens with life experience. Yeah, you're, probably you're, right, a, yeah. you're a dad, right? I mean, you probably wanted to have, you know, set a different example for your son and that's your daughter, true. and you that's know, true. so that's probably where the buck stops. Definitely don't want you know? them to have to do that. Yeah, definitely go through that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, uh, what, do, what do your uncles and what do they think of you? What it, you well, know I now think, with your know. career I, and they, by the way, they, I love them. I love them all with all my heart. I have no ill feelings toward any of them. I, I, right. I like absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, I admire them. I mean, they were you know sure. they kind of helped me get through. I admire them. I haven't even met them, but <laughs> shit, no. It's a, my brother's a marine, and I get yeah, I get it. I mean, they got you know it yeah. was rough, and I think everybody kind of circled around my mom and my sister and me, and kind of like did what they could to mm-hmm. help, right? And be of support. So in their, you know, in their own kind of broken way, you know, they, they um, I, I'm grateful to them, you know, I'm grateful. But, but aren't, are, are they proud and impressed? And that know. you're, it's dude, funny, they, they, uh, you're in Twin Peaks. It's such a weird, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's such a weird thing. Like, like if it, the, the whole quest to kind of, um, to need, to need that attention is so, I don't want to say it's just so um uh it's not uh, it's not what it seems like it would be like in other words the fact that I'm the fact that I'm succeeding as an actor that I'm working is um you know like that's that's its own thing right like like for them to kind of understand the nuances of it, I don't expect them to, you know, because like, like what a, what an outsider, a civilian or whatever, right. Looking mm-hmm. in at what we do, they, they, they notice and think highly of different aspects of it than, than we do. Like to me, to me, it's like being on a crew and like working with people and all the stuff that you'll never, ever see is everything to me. Right. And that final product is I don't know. It's interesting. Our perspective it's fun. is different because t- we're so in it. It's it's completely on its head. It's right. like what's important to me is are all those relationships and like all of the, all of that stuff, all that happened in between takes. The acting part of it is almost almost the least interesting part of it to me. I mean, to the point where, I mean, I, I literally am more interested in like the blocking of a scene than than, than <laughs> acting. It. I, I get daunted you know. with the blocking if it's too intense with my lines and the emotion, and then you add blocking on top of it. But really, so you're a big. That's all I can get my brain really around. Into, the rest yeah? of it, I don't know what I, acting makes no sense to me. So, well, but, but 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 blocking makes sense to me. That's so funny. Yeah. So I so I focus on the blocking, and then hopefully the acting happens. You know. It's kind of how I what do What is it. your process of finding <laughs> that? Process. So that I can't, I, I know I don't I've mean never, to be, I don't I've want this to become James Lipton, but I, will tell you. but I'm intrigued. I, like, because I'm like so focused on the character and all that. And then when they add blocking, I have a panic attack. I'm like, oh shit. You know, it's funny. I did, I did a so thing for David like, Mamet where I worked with uh, Helen Mirren. Yes. And, um, phenomenal. As for, a, on HBO's Phil Spector. That's right. You played John, um, um, <laughs> what was his name? Um, I, I his, was John. His, no, Nick Stavros. Nick pardon Stavros, me, yeah. Nick Stavros. Yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. It was cool. I was living was in most, uh, Queens like, when I was making it. All these Greeks, yeah. Actors so and cool. director on Earth. Yeah. I mean, amazing. How did that come about? Well, uh, D- David is. Uh, um, I mean, David's a friend of mine. You know, at this point, yeah. Okay. He's, uh, we had sons. Our sons were. Uh, at the same uh, elementary school as Jason's kid, okay, uh, over in Santa Monica, and um, 
our sons paired off and uh, David's son and my son like just became inseparable friends and it's so funny like i'm sure uh, uh do you have kids no i don't yeah. so uh good one nice nice one uh, <laughs> I do that. Uh, and, and uh but like um i mean jason will probably agree that like you know you, your kid becomes friends with people and like you just you, you almost kind never of inevitably like them. you oh, almost really? never right like because you have no control over like who it's going to be so all of a sudden oh. it's like oh those are the parents oh fuck all right yeah oh, i'll take you drag. over there but you know what daddy's got to do some stuff you know so <laughs> So I'm just going to drop you off. Oh, that's so funny. But then the mammoths were like these amazing people, right? So it yeah. was like I hit the jackpot. It's like yeah. they became friends. Bonus. And then I, like that guy changed thank my you, life. Thank you, Eamon. Yeah, thank you, Eamon. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. People go, oh, I see. So you're friends because your kids are friends? Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly hey, right. It, you know, Lucky me. Hey, it happens. That's right. So, uh, so yeah. that's how that happened. So that happened that way. And then, uh, but how, what do you do in that situation? So you're at dinner and you're like, um, so I'm an actor. I mean, how, how do you sneak that into the conversation? I, feel I mean, like, did, or did you not have to? I, it feel just like was... I, I feel like I didn't have to. And I feel like I was so fortunately I have enough of a, uh, resume. Uh, well, a... no, enough of a, um, what's the word moral morals or something that that uh, i don't know what it is but like mike i did not want to disrupt my child's friendship oh. and i was so incredibly uh uh like passionate about, about like because the last thing i want to do is like put off his parents yeah. and then have that affect my kids friendship so i think i was almost um, um you know it's funny it came to a point where i was doing a play in uh on 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 at the law studio in really? uh, yeah uh, on La Brea and uh I and, really respect that. Uh, I always say that theater in LA leads to nothing but self-fulfillment. I'm telling you there is an actual <laughs> there's a very small uh theater community here and there's yes. actual theater people yep. and I was able because I uh Gene Shelton up in San Francisco is like an iconic uh I, I fell in that's studied, a whole other story. Right. I, I, I want to talk about that. I read that in your bio. Yeah, yeah, so I found her and so when I came to LA I was like what am I going to do like and she said, "Oh, we'll go find my daughter, you know, Wendy Phillips. So go find her and, and see what happens. And I did. And so I did a play with those guys. And I remember like, like going, it's actually weird now that I've invited everybody to go, but I've not invited David Mamet. Like, I'm not inviting him because I don't want to bother him. And like, mm. how, that's weird. Like, that's a weird thing that our friends, I'm inviting yeah, all my other friends that, and everybody I can think that of. That is trying not to get natural. This play. That's right. unnatural. So I finally said, hey, listen, I, uh, I'm doing this play. If you want to stop by, I can have some tickets held for you or whatever. Just let me know. And they showed up. He and Rebecca showed up. And they, he wrote me a little note and, uh, and, and said, great job. And, uh, and um, from there, he, he, he had me do a Funny or Die sketch that, okay. that he wrote and, mm -hmm. uh, and directed. And... Um, and then from there, like I think one day I was over there, and he said, um, "Oh yeah, hey, I'm writing this writing this part for you." And uh, I said, "Oh, really? Great, you know." It, uh, again, all these things, I go, "I'll believe it when I see it." I think that's flattering. Thank you so much. Right, Hollywood. I had already yeah, yeah. come to the point where it's like I'm not yeah. gonna wrap my heart around this because uh, it because it comes or it doesn't. And uh, and then, long story short, I mean, he had written me a part, and it was a nice big part, and we went to New York to shoot this thing, and. Uh, and so it, it um, oh, so the point of the story was, is that, uh, and I'm even like swilling <laughs> wine and I'm actually going to find my way back to this, uh, no, I'll, to this I'll point. help you, but this is actually a great, no, I, I like everything about it. So we talk, we're talking about blocking. So mm -hmm. I'm in this scene with Helen Mirren and I had been, you know, they had been taken painstakingly. We went out to dinner ahead of time. Let's just normalize all this. And, and I had already kind of done a scene with her, like driving around and getting pulled in a car and, you know, intimate just me and Juan and, 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 you and know, Helen. Rob, the focus pillar and puller and Helen Mirren and John Piercello. And the most iconic female yeah. actress yeah, yeah. Ever, that has ever, ever. lived. <laughs> so one so, of the most beautiful. Oh, oh she's, oh, I she's mean, like, just, the, she's I, my mother's age and oh, I was completely, isn't it like, it's, so it's sexy. crazy. Unreal. It's How does she do that? I'm even attracted to her. Yeah. Who's not? I mean, it's not, it's How crazy. Can you not be? 
She's so sexy. She's sexy and she just exudes this uh, intelligence and she's so sophistication smart. and she's so but yet great. she has that appeal that she, but yet you feel like you can you can get her like you, you know like you, oh, yeah, you I understand. Made her, I made her do a spit take. We were, we were we were in the in the car uh, waiting to get rained on. We spent a, we spent a lot of time in a town car together. I'll tell you that. Well, right I now. like that scene a lot. I I watched it a few times. And uh, did you ever have a moment where you're like, oh, shit, you're Helen Mirren? Well, that's that's very uh, the, apropos that you were saying that because it, because that feeds into this uh, blocking story. So so we're out in front of the, the courthouse. We're supposed to go into the courthouse together. I don't even remember whether this, this is in the movie or not. But, uh, but we're supposed to go in the courthouse together, walk through, go through security and walk in. And at the last second, Dave goes... Uh, Oh yeah, hey John, I want you to have all this. Uh, you need to have all this business. You need to have like an ID and a ID badge and all these things, and you got to kind of figure these out. So I have like two or three lines or something, but all of a sudden I have like all this physical props and stuff that I have to deal with. It's like fuck, you know. And so, you know, I'm just barely. I'm horrible at memorizing lines, and again, blocking. It's just to me, it's all about the blocking. Interesting. So I go, okay, I got to do this. I did. I have to do this, and with the card and blah, blah. And, uh, and at a certain, this never happened. It hadn't happened before and it didn't happen after. At a certain se- second, I looked over at her and I was so focused on trying to do this stuff. I went, oh shit, that's Helen Mirren. Like, like <laughs> she's like right next to me. And I like completely lost my, like my way. And I went, what do I, uh, 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 and like fuck the scene up. Right. Oh. And so, and so Ooh. we get back to one, uh, we get back to our starting position and, uh, and I'm standing there and I don't know what propelled me to say this, but, uh. But I turned to her. She's whatever, th- three feet tall. She's like t- to me. I'm a giant, and she's like this. You're a tall for an actor. I'm You're six very, foot three. Yes, and which she's is kind like of unheard of for an actor. She's right. like a teeny is tiny she, little woman. Well, she looks very tall because her legs are. Well, I shouldn't tell she's you. She's all legs. I shouldn't tell but you that. Anyway, yes. she's shorter than me. Yeah, no. <laughs> and uh, she's this little feisty little fire plug, tiny little. Yes, yes. Feisty. She's so fierce. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look at her. I don't know what compelled me to say it, but I go. Uh, I look at her. I said, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm just so in my head right now. I, uh, you know, I just completely fucked that scene up. And, uh, and, uh, I gotta just like, I gotta just leap, man. I gotta just jump right now. And she like looks up and she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump, jump. Oh. Do it, do it. Jump. <gasps> and it was like this little, this little, uh, little, little, uh, wood, wood nymph, yeah. you know, this little like, oh like creature God. from the forest. It was like, do it, do it. Jump, jump, jump. Oh my jump. God. That's and so I exciting. did. And I jumped and we hit it and we nailed the scene and, uh, yeah, but it was like she's on my side, man. She's just oh. she, she want like that's how she is. She's like, come on, come yeah. on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. the best story ever. It's the best. Yeah. Now you know um, you're also a comic. Kinda. Kinda. I okay. I feel bad saying that All because right. uh, because I got friends in the trenches, probably like yourself. Uh, so I would I, I would know. I would I mean, feel I did it for a, I did it for a while when okay. I was in San Francisco. I always ran with the comics. My best buddy. Uh, who just passed away actually this year? Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah, he was in New York and a comic, so he would take me. I would, I would run. I ran with the comic. I was an improv and sketch guy, but I got to kind of be an honorary sort of comic. I see. And, okay. And so I did have I a set and I had some jokes. And when I came to LA, I did do some sets at the comedy store and at, at the I saw improv. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I haven't really. Uh, I, I should get back to it. Yeah, I, well, should's a terrible thing to say, but you know, but, it's but, just. It's it, so great, right, to be able to, to be able to have some autonomy and be able to like I, go do something. Uh, right? you know, I mean, it's uh, you know, like I did a set on Sunday, and I quit comedy. Ha! And after then, that set, and then on Monday, it was that bad, huh? And then on Monday, yeah, you're back again. I, I, I started again, like a sad. After I gave a mass, sad you know, little declaration to all yeah, of my friends, I I'm fucking done. quit. <laughs> That's so but, funny. But you know, it's just a like a never ending, just oh, yeah. you know, I hatred and oh yeah, you know, I don't even know why I do it. So good for you if you're not. But if you, I'm the same uh, so way with my, acting. By the way, acting is exactly like that to me. Yeah. In fact, I. I I called my girlfriend after my audition for Barry, which is this HBO show that's coming up. Okay. And uh, uh, with Bill Hader. And I said to her, I'm done. I'm fucking done with this. I hate this shit. That was the most horrible audition I've ever had in my life. And I, I can't, I, what am I doing? I mean, she'll, she'll tell the story differently. I was probably like a madman. I was probably like yelling. And, uh, and I was like, I'm going to be a waiter. And then I'm like, I can't be a waiter. I'm too old to be a waiter. I can't be a waiter anymore. And all the kids are all doing that. Ah, what am I going to do? I, gotta, I fucking hate this shit. And then I got called back 
for it. And then and you then, got it. And then I got it. I, yeah. 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 But I, um, but I, in my mind, I was done. You were done. That. that was the you worst so that, audition oh, of my isn't life. Isn't that funny? But yeah. so, um, but hold that thought. So I wanted to, I want to talk about that project, Barry, but I, when you said jump, 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 mm. it just reminded me of stand up or improv and watching, um, watching your work. You have, even when you're dramatic, mm. you have this comedic quality. Oh, thanks. You know, and, and I, I think that that adds so much versatility to, oh, thank you. To your brand, I hate to call you a brand, no, but you I mean, me is it, you, you know, like. isn't, but yeah, I don't, me. I don't, say whatever but I don't know what want. to call it, but yeah. I mean, you know, so the I just, Puricello brand. So, so that, that the Puricello, the classical instrument from the 1600s or the great that's ice cream right, flavor, the great ice cream, that's my, that's versatility, be my versatility, that's right. right. But so that's why I, you know, I, I wanted to bring that up because I wonder if there's something, you know, to you taking those chances and jumping, hmm. I wonder if it's that background you know, with the improv and the stand-up Interesting. that makes yeah, you jump. I, I think it must be. You know? Because, uh, I mean, so so much of my process or whatever, like just even getting into, even driving down to San Francisco, right? Like all mm -hmm. of that, it all feels like a jump. The whole thing feels like one jump after the another, just kind of jump, 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 jump. Fun, because, fun, fun. Well, because I think I've kind of long ago realized that I can't figure any of this out. Um, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a great thinker. I'm not a great mind. I'm not, you know, but I can do this. And apparently this thing, like when it works is above average and kind of, you know, whatever, good enough. It's good enough to kind of participate. Right. Like I, I tell you that nothing makes me prouder. Like I don't visit sets that I'm not working on. Like when I'm on a set and I'm like, I have a job here, just like that boom operator has a job, yeah. and just like that PA, has, that director has a job. Yeah. I have a job here. I can do my job. And when it comes time for me to do my job, all those guys are doing their job. I have something to offer. And to me, that's like like that sense You're of You're going to deliver. Yeah. That sense of belonging to something where mm -hmm. I have a place there and my... I can do the thing that I'm being asked to do. Right. And so that just even like... even. Um, you know, like even right now, just even talking to you right now, I'm like, yeah, you know, I've done some stuff and she's talking about the stuff that I've done and I, and I did that and I belong. I don't, that sense of sort of belonging, I guess, is kind of like a through line, I guess, in my life. The kind of not feeling that like I belonged of, anywhere as a kid mm. and then finding this place where I do belong. Mm -hmm. It just means the world to me. To me, show business, you know, with all of the horrible, awful people that are here yeah. in show business... I'm telling you, there are more lovely, wonderful people, and even the awful, horrible people. Just like at Thanksgiving, that drunken uncle that you know told me that I was never going to mount anything, <laughs> and like, screaming at me—that uh, guy's at the table with at good direction. That's yeah, really great geographically. <laughs> really can can totally get his way in DC. Totally. And, and God bless him. I mean, God bless him. That guy—he doesn't know what he's doing. But but like that that guy. I'm happy to see him when it what Thanksgiving, yeah. just like you Unconditional. know, yeah, exactly nostalgia, and that's how I feel about show business. Yeah. All of those awful people are we're all in here together, yeah. and it's our thing, right? It's our thing. We're almost like mobsters or something, yeah. right? It's like our thing, and we it's all. Definitely. I love being a part of something. It's a tribe. Yeah, it's a yeah. tribe. I yeah. love being a part of it. It makes right, me so right. proud that I have something to offer like to the point where like at this point if god forbid you know something should not working out i would stay in it i would do anything to stay here you know like uh i feel that way yeah yeah that's really um yeah that's well said i there's nothing else i'd rather be doing nothing else i'd rather no, you know and, and thank you for be. saying that about the pod because man um this is fun <laughs> i'm having oh, a yeah. blast is oh, it okay good. if i have a little bit of your wine please do yes <laughs> let me let me this is a nice uh, uh 2015 vintage or you called it 2016 but i think it's 2015 well the, yes the the rosato was 2016 oh, the 20, i'm sorry look, yes and this one is uh my, look at the, that's 2015 what I, that's what I get for arguing with you but about I'm gonna, wine i'm, that gonna, was I'm gonna dip into yeah. this just a, no not at all <laughs> the the italian uh special select for yeah. this evening Cent cheers by the way Centani. i'm having yeah. so so much fun. Thank you again. Barry. I want to talk about Barry. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Bill Hader. Man, you know what I love so much about him? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> he's the he's the best. He's a he's uh 
he's a he's a real anomaly he's a weird kind of thing in that it's like you kind of feel like nothing has changed like this sort of he is a superstar is he he is a superstar he is a guy that like in terms of comedy i can't imagine something of his not getting greenlit you know yeah he is just absolutely a star but yet he's like a dad and a husband and uh and a completely dad he shows up to work with like a backpack and a t-shirt on and he's you know um, just the most uh, downer. He's like, call. He called me before we started shooting. He called us in Arizona, yeah, at one of those uncles' houses, uh, <laughs> and he oh, like really? called me up. <laughs> he called me up. He called me up, and I, I didn't recognize the number, so I ignored it. And like you know, and then uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he left a message that first time. And then I saw the number again, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Who is this? You know. <laughs> And so I ignored oh, it again, Bill. and then I think on the third time he like left a message, and then I like called him back. I'm like, Jesus, I'm so sorry, Bill. But he had left me like this long message, basically, hey, I'm so glad, hey, I'm so glad you're going to be on the show, and we're so glad you're here. And uh, it was like, you know, welcome to the show. I just want you to know, you know, you belong here, and we're so oh, happy you're here. What and, a uh, great message! Yeah, yeah. and wow. it's like, and and, and uh, that idea just—it's the best. Warm your heart. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, Especially from uh, him. I mean, I don't know. He's just um, so, um, ah, he, I mean, he's just so good. He's Everything, amazing. He is. A, you know, he's, I like him in drama he's too. he's a laugher. He's a laugher. Yeah. In but fact, you, it got to the point where like if he didn't laugh, I started to wonder whether I had fucked up or something. Like <laughs> if I didn't make him laugh on a take, like I if like I didn't hear it laugh. from around the corner, you know, his laughter, I was like, oh, maybe I didn't do so well on that I one. love yeah. when people, I love yeah. laughers. Oh, he's a laugher. He laughed in my but callback. Laughed, did he? Fell so out, how of his, did, how fell did, out of his chair in my callback. Okay, tell me the whole thing. Like how did this come about, this project? Like with so you? So my, uh, a buddy of mine who is a casting director, um, she apparently recommended me for this because she's, you know, that's the thing. It's a weird thing when you have like a, when you're friends with somebody that is either a director or a casting person or something. Same thing with like Dave, right? It's like, I don't want to. It's almost uncomfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable. almost like you purposely don't, you know, pull that card or what you, you're don't. just. And, and yeah. I never did. And she said something really, really like, like uh, spot on where fortunately I had already been doing this. But I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that she said that in case I was going to fuck up and do this wrong. But she said, she goes, you know, these actors, they, they, they say, hey, I'm available. And it's like, I know you're available. I'm a casting director. <laughs> I, know what you, I know you're an actor. It's you don't like, have to tell me. It's so unoriginal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm available. So, yeah. Well, like, yeah, so, well, what, so, what else would you be doing? <laughs> yeah, so, so fortunately, so, you know, the law, she, I, I'm trying to think. I think she... Um, you know, she may have called me in for, I think she called me in for a couple of things. I had like little small roles here and there, but I think she recommended me for this role. And so I came in oh, and I was, it's her, great. which actually makes me want to prepare even more, of course. Not that I don't prepare as much no, as but I can. Being but that she like, recommended you, you don't want to let her down. Make my friend look bad, exactly. Yeah, right. So got in there within like two lines, went up on my lines. And I was like, shit. And I started over again and then went again went up on my lines again and oh. and it wasn't her fortunately it was her partner uh god bless her who was wonderful um and i looked at her and i said i think i gotta like step out of the room i'm gonna go take a walk huh. you know which great at this point in my career i mean i'd never done that before but uh-huh. i just think that probably that's not something i would have had the balls to do as a as a young or not balls if whatever, you didn't have like, the rapport already and yeah, yeah. Didn't have the rapport and, and didn't have the sort of confidence that like i, I watched this greatest thing i watched uh, um it's so funny. Am I drunk now? Is this like now? I'm, do I sound like articulate? It's uh. I thought is this is this how it works? You get me drunk and then I say the stupid best stuff. Part. Um, exactly. <laughs> I knew really it. I knew good, there was a right, system. Jason? But, uh, <laughs> but I saw this. Uh, I saw. I can this. see he's like thoroughly enjoying this. By the way, uh, this is yeah. This is great. Oh good. Okay. I'll keep going. I'll laid back I'll over keep, there. Therefore, the ergo, I will keep going. If Jason is now starting to relax a little bit, <laughs> he is so into it. But uh, uh, so you take a walk. I, I saw a. I saw a video of Tom Hanks auditioning for uh, Splash. And in the video, it's a small thing, but you'll understand as an actor. I mean, like, he had his script, and he was, like, reading from the script and then doing the thing and whatever. And then at a certain point, he goes, hey, can we go back? Let's go back to that, you know, to that earlier part. Let's take it from there. The point being, 
it was his audition. Like he was treating it like this is my audition. He wasn't talking down to anybody, right. but he was being collaborative with the casting people and wasn't there with his hands up going, oh, please give me a job. Please give me a job, which is like what most of us do. We right. show up and we're right. like, I just want it to be right and I don't want to, whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm here to like accomplish this audition with you casting person and let's together send the best tape we can and that always stuck with me after that oh i and, love that and so i think when i got to this audition and i fucked it up i was like i looked her in the eyes and i'm like okay i'm gonna step out now and that wasn't like me telling her what to do or whatever i was like it's a, it's a we thing like they want you to do well exactly so you're I said, a referral from the casting director she wants you that's, to, that's exactly yeah. right and so she was like great all right take your time and so I went out and I think Total there was like a, a gym in the building and it was it was air conditioned because I can remember the cool air like blowing on me and it started to like calm me down, you know, the cool air and there was sinks and I drank some water and put a little water on my face and kind of walked around and kind of just calmed myself down and then went back in. I do not feel that the audition was good because I just felt, I felt very in my head with it and I was very much aware of things going on in the room, you know, whatever. Long story short, I got through it. And that's the best that I, like, I got through it and that's what I felt when I walked out is, okay, I just got through that. But it was not, like, anything great, you know, in my mind. And then I called my girlfriend, like I said, and said, like, quit. This is fucked up. I'm so, like, I hate... But I tell you what... You weren't sure what was going on. It was confusing. You were... Yeah. And and even even when I got called back then, so then when I got called back, and my girlfriend's laughing, of course, you know, Julie's like, ha, 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 you know, yeah, you're so terrible. You know, here you are being called back. (laughs) I remember thinking, like, I wasn't even driven to be good, like, for the callback. I have never prepared. I knew, I literally knew the scene backwards. I could say the lines backwards. You could tell me a line in it. I could tell you the line before and the line after. I spent, I did nothing so you were for really, three days. I did nothing for three days so to prepare for it. So you were really... So completely... Off. So it's really strange that you had this, uh, you know, moment where you had to take a moment. And so what was driving me, I'll tell you what was driving me, was... Uh, the casting director, the other, I was driven by the idea that that other casting director, the partner, that she could never say, what are you calling him in for? Uh, like in my mind, what was driving was a me lot was of that pressure. I am going to prove to her that I belong in this, that she should be calling me in, that it was not dumb for that office to call isn't that so funny it's such a like a fighter thing it's like i'm not even i'm not thinking about the show even anymore i don't even give a fuck about the show i'm like i'm gonna prove to you that that last audition was an anomaly and you should absolutely be calling me in for everything that you do yeah and that was and it was almost like this this uh mentality that i had as a young actor when i was first coming in i would walk in a room and stupidly or not whatever it was stupidly but i would think if you don't hire me, you're an idiot, you know, like, like I'm exactly the person that you should have and I will do the best. And if you, you don't hire me, you're making a mistake. And that was the attitude that I had as like I a young it. person coming in. Yeah. I, and I, and I, and I, I lived that. You, you know? kind of have to. It wasn't to even win. arrogance. It was you just want, like, if you want to be a fighter, you have to, you have to. Yes. Yeah. And so it was almost like, wow, I got in touch with that, like young hungry it all goes full actor. circle it goes first fucking yes you will be you will yes. you will i will walk out of here and whether i get this job or not i don't give a fuck yeah but you'll go that guy belongs here you know and that's what drove me yeah but totally. i mean we're fearless yeah. as kids right yeah. we're fearless and we always have our moments you know like yeah. you had your you know like you know a moment on stage and all oh, the power you know and everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and it, it's yeah, right. yeah and, and we all have that and then you know, then we, I don't know, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I think sometimes we have moments. And I you mean, have too much information yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. All and we get, we get caught lost. up in, yeah. and, and, you know, these, uh, um, you know, what we're, you know, norms, social norms. Mm-hmm. And we kind of lose ourselves. Well, in this you town, know? this town and will not help you. If you're it, looking it for Hollywood to like help you figure it out, they will not. They it will is a not, brutal, brutal. Yeah, no. you have to, and you have to go after it, mm-hmm. and you have to create it. But um, the confidence that that took to go for the walk is it reminds me of hmm. it reminds me of a comic who takes beats. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's good. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I always love that. I love I love comics. By the way, love 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 comics. Well, you are one. I, Whatever you, you say, but you're I, one. You, I, you're one of us. I, I mean, feel like I'm a kindred spirit I, at I a mean, minimum. You know, <laughs> and I love watching. And I'm probably that. not even at your level. Like you're probably like I, cause, no. Because you're I doing just it. When, when, when were you I on stage? Even, I mean, when was that? I mean, a couple I, days ago. I'm I'm on stage almost every night, well, but okay. but I'm not good. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm holding the microphone and I'm telling jokes and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't. I'm you telling know, you, like, you know what you should watch. You uh, have you watched, um, did you watch the latest thing that, uh, Seinfeld just did where he goes back and revisits his, uh, I was his, there his... in Gotham. Like I, it was in New York city, um, when he came and, and prepped it yeah. by accident. Yeah. Yes. I saw it twice. So I saw him prep it live at Gotham in New York city and then I saw the HBO series, and it's amazing. It just made me so well. First of all, he did comic, right? Might like not he be did HBO. a comedian. Sorry he did that. comedian, yeah. Which where he completely let he he started at zero, had no old jokes, wrote completely built an act, uh, 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 whatever it was, twenty minutes up from zero. Mm -hmm. There was that one, right? But this and newest then, one, he just said something that was so profound to me, where he said uh, he goes, um, I. Uh, he goes, you know, I went up there that first time I had one joke. I just had one joke, you know, but I was going to go up and tell that one joke, you know, the rest of the stuff, I don't even know if it was jokes. It was just me just vamping or whatever, but I had one joke. And then the next time I went up, I had two jokes, you know, and then I had three jokes yeah. and it was just like this, like that's such a touchstone for me. Like, okay, just like you're on, you're just on, that's the, the, just take your baby steps, yeah. man. Just take your baby, have that one joke, get the next yeah, joke. That's right. You know? Just stay, stay yeah, in it, stay on yeah. the path. Yeah, I, I love, but, uh, I love Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, but I want to talk about your podcast, okay? Because um, that's a another thing that we have in common, and and that and you've had over a hundred, maybe you know, probably more than one hundred fifty. What was your estimate of episodes that you've had of your podcast? Oh. It's like, I wish Buddy was here. Buddy's the brains of the operation. He's, the, okay. he's my pod. Uh, but you have a I, lot more experience in your pod. I'm still kind of. I thought he said 200. I thought he said 200 today. I'm still kind of finding my tone here, you know, with pods. Oh, but so this I, is great. Oh, I'm By the way, a this blast. is singular. This is singular. I've never experienced anything like this. This is uh, this is wonderful. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Oh, you you like prepared. You like I thought did. about stuff. I'm you like for have you. wine. No, yeah. You, you you have an understanding of of my thing, and so you're able to ask. I'm passionate me about this very much. That, that that are that are. It, well, know, it's the least I could and, do, you know, yeah. because you're taking time out. Yeah. You know, you're here and you're yes. busy and you're, you know, man, you have a full plate and you're here. So the least I could do is do my part. Um, right. We deliver. Yeah, so we what do. you were we talking about, That's right. we show up yeah. on the crew and you're the talent tonight. And I just want to, <laughs> I want to deliver. Well, thank um, you. But so what is the podcast called? It's called the Great American Podcast. The Great American Podcast. And, and it's on SoundCloud. Okay. SoundCloud. And, like uh, and I, we keep going back and forth because we came across this idea of on the porch, which kind of like on the porch, like Buddy, like Buddy goes off on his like political rants and does that like on his own. And then when we get together, it's like we're on the porch and it's sort of like a chat. And sometimes it's just us. Like today it was just us. Like this is a two podcast day for me. I did mine this morning and then now I'm done. Oh, that's so tonight. funny. Yeah. Are you kind of tired? Or uh, no, this they... is wonderful. This is wonderful. Because it's yeah. not a Q&A that you guys do, right? It's, it's uh, well, topical. We... Like... Yeah, he usually, he gets all excited. Like something has happened and he wants to talk about it. And so he shows up. And we do our little warm up before the warm up, like you, like you, like we did. We mm -hmm. kind of chatted before we started. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have a guest. Usually, it'll be there'll be some event or topic that like catches Buddy's ear. Like I say, he's the brains of the and operation, he, and he's a stunt man. And so then he'll be like, "Oh, you know what we're gonna do?" Yeah, and he's a stunt man, exactly. So he'll he'll be this like, "Okay, this thing happened." Uh, the wildfires are happening, right? So let's mm -hmm. have this. I have a friend that's a fireman. Let's have the fireman on. We'll have the fireman on. Or like uh, Vegas happened, right? Well, let's get uh, George Holt on. He's a he's a cop. Let's get him on and get a cop's perspective on Las Vegas, you know. And so, you know, we tend to kind of we sort of talk for a while, and then Buddy kind of moves us into. In fact, sometimes I make fun of him. I go, "Well, there's the transition. There it is, you know." And he'll kind of transition us into the topic that has kind of driven him to be there that day. And so, and I just make jokes and act like an idiot. And that's kind of my job, I think. Yeah. That's a good job. Yeah. But we, you know, Buddy, Buddy said something today, actually, that sort of warmed my heart. He said, well, 
it didn't even occur to me, but it's like he and I love talking to each other. That's like we have long, so you're long really conversations. Good yeah. yeah. And so he was like, well, that, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. That's our podcast. Some, I just that. think yeah. people are looking for that real organic, raw conversation today. Yeah, I think you know? so. I think, I think that's the common element. I agree. In our, in our current environment. So uh, we have to wrap. And I don't want to. I, want, I could uh-huh. totally like, keep going I'd love to come for a back. while. Have I would love, can we do a part two, Jason? This is yeah, our... Yeah, just say yes. That's what a producer does. John yeah, Piricello. sure we can. We Get him out of John here. John Piricello. I mean, well, that... I mean... It doesn't get better than this. Oh, we had such a good thanks, time. Sarah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. What an honor. Yeah, it was and an listeners, honor and listeners, you can catch John, um, John Piricello. He's on Twin Peaks now on Showtime. Uh, character, director, uh, Deputy, Sheriff, Deputy Sheriff Chad Broxford. That's right. Who, he's a real asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's a fighter. <laughs> he's, he's a, a fighter. fighter. <laughs> you know, it's, so, it's funny. It warmed my heart. The sort of Twitter sphere kind of like hated me. And they were like, fuck you, Chad. And I would tweet back, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and like little by little, they started to cut. Kind of, there's, like, there's like a Facebook page called The Cult of Chad. You're kidding. No. And so they, they little by little, they started uh, like believing in Chad. They started <laughs> oh feeling like God, he can this. do it. He can turn around. Oh. It just warmed my heart. I was like, this guy's a total oh, asshole. And they started believing that Chad would could could come around. And I was like, God, your faith in humanity. The Twitter sphere had this faith in humanity that Chad could do it. And I was like, well, come on, man. If I, then I can do it. If they believe but in Chad, Chad then who you know, am I to Chad. not, you know? You have to believe in Chad. You have to believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. The Cult of Chad. Check it out. And Twin Peaks. Check that out, too. And your podcast. Tell me one more time. I'm kind of buzzed. I, I, the, so am I, but I, I'm buzzed, too. But is, I think it's uh, called The Great American Podcast. <laughs> Great American podcast and Barry, and, yeah, and watch Barry and, and on and, HBO and, and watch in March. Barry for fuck's sake. Yeah, oh my fuck's god, sakes. Barry. what are you doing? What are you doing with oh your life? Oh my god, watch please, Barry. please, please, you watch Barry. Mind? Watch Barry. Jesus. Gee, what's wrong Jesus. with these people? It's the Nebbiolo <laughs> talking. Um, oh my god, what a good time! And where can our list? I mean, so they can find you on any of. I mean, you're yeah, you know Google you're everywhere. Me. Google yeah. Google him, bitch. Google He's everywhere. Bitch. He's big. He's yeah. big time. John, thank you. What a, what a pleasure. Thanks so the much for having me. pleasure was all ours. That was a lot of fun, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you.